of the day, everyone. Welcome back to Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. I'm your host, Nisha, and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Who the badass. And today is a signing day because we have so many announcements that I have to freaking make. I'm excited to hear you told me some, but you ain't told me all, so I feel like I'm trying to get into the game. Yeah. Well, the first thing is, remember, so we was trying to figure out a name, you know, for our listeners. So uh-huh. you said Hot Panda. I did. And I said Trash Panda. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's do a poll on Instagram to see what our listeners prefer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that idea. I love that. I can't wait to see what they come up with. Because I think they go vote hot because nobody wants to be, you got to be hot and sexy, not trashy. <laughs> if you're going to be a panda, you got to be a hot panda. Mm-hmm. So you guys let me know when I do the poll and then I'll announce it in the next week's episode. Right. But man, when I just did that promotion right there, I should have like been on a Coke Forty Five commercial. Yeah, you just hear me then. Like, yeah, if you're gonna do anything, be a hot panda. That sounded real good. It did. It sounded like a midnight sex love right there. Like, yeah, like a soul train was coming back. To life. <laughs> well, you know what else? I, you know, I just got back from New Orleans. No love, mm, and it was such ahead. an experience. New Orleans is really a vibe. The land of juvenile. Yeah. And I feel really great about New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So many good people, you know, and actually I do, we have somebody probably coming on soon. From New Orleans? Yeah, we have a, that's going to be a guest. uh, One of my tour guides is probably going to be a guest because he has a story he wants to tell. Oh, wow. So yeah, so we have him coming on and I just want to give a shout out to Nico and Danielle and Wes. Those were my tour guides in New Orleans and they took me around. Yeah, they took me around and I seen so many spooky things, like just so many spooky things. Yeah, there's old death in New Orleans. Yeah. In them southern states, there's old, old, if you don't believe in ghosts, that means you was born in California. Ah. Like, because you go out to them southern states and you see some stuff, boy. You'd be like, man, did that car drive itself home? Yeah. Yeah. And it was not a Tesla. Well, <laughs> I'm well, telling know, you, it's real out there. Well, you know, the crazy thing that I think that I'm going to do, and because I came from New Orleans, because I just got back from New Orleans, there's a bunch of New Orleans cases that I put on the list that I'm going to sporadically be throwing in here and doing because I'm not going to inundate you guys with them. I'm going to space them out, but I'm obsessed with everything that happened in New Orleans. And there's so many history and deaths that happened and mysterious stuff that I feel like we need to cover it. Oh, so okay. I put that on the list. Season us with that Creole spice. Yeah. So that's on the list. And we have a ton of listener requests as well, too. Like a ton. Do you know that I believe that this show should turn into that? And we shouldn't have nothing that we brought up ourselves. It yeah. all should be listener requests. Yeah. So I'm excited to transfer the, um, what, I wouldn't say the, the format, yeah. but kind of transfer yeah. the format over to the listeners and let them take control of it, man. Yeah. And, we, and we do what you guys love. Yeah, because that's what we're going to do. Like, you know, I moved up and a couple of them was already on the list, but I moved them up for the listeners. So in the next few weeks, we'll be doing some stuff for the listeners' request. Heck yeah. I mean, the girl, I'm, I'm pushing for you guys. I am for the people, like yeah. the rock's elbow. Girl, we need to have them all for the people, but not just for us. All of them do it. This is so, this is going to be so exciting. So, speaking of listeners, we have a review as well that I'm going to read. Mm-hmm. So, and you there guys, keep, yeah, keep the reviews coming, you guys. Whatever platform you're listening, please leave us a review. Uh, five stars, preferably, but leave us a review. Seven stars. Yeah. Like, get in there and then hit a review again. Yeah, because it really. Under a false name. Yeah, because every review helps the show out. If you hate it, just email me. Don't put it on there. <laughs> Right, but I mean, like, hands helping. We got we we just started getting funds into the thing. I think we got like she said five dollars and twenty five cents, y'all. <laughs> we bossing here. Let's keep ourselves moving yeah, forward. Let's do it. 
Well, this is a review that came from AJLX90 and it says, they gave us four stars and they said, I love the dynamic between these two. Nisha's laugh is infectious and I enjoy listening to Buddha's commentary. The show is funny and thought provoking. I will leave five stars, but the podcasters just need to work out some audio issues. For example, I can hear phones buzzing and a lot of background noises. So I apologize for that, you guys, because sometimes life be lifing, but we have done a lot better on making sure that our phones are off. Right. The and the location is, you know, the, the spot. Sometimes someone drives past, but we're working on that. We got, we're doing better with that. We are, we're yeah, we're doing way better with that. And on top of that, I apologize because I think in the last episode we were at my house, so you will hear my dog barking. So I want to apologize again for that. Man, oh you should shoot that dog. Oh, these animals need to just shut the fuck up because I think. Yeah, but I mean, every like, time you, we do a show, you should put a pill and some peanut butter. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> put some things to sleep. <laughs> I mean, she would have to put Stella to sleep too. I mean, when she barks, then we'll find out. But until then. <laughs> That pill and peanut butter is what it does. And what, why do you think you don't be hearing it right now? I <laughs> gave her some, some well, I, I was going to say no dose, but it's that extra dose. It's that drives out and a little bit of marijuana bis, uh, brownie. That's what you also hit them with. <laughs> I hit my dog, marijuana people. Oh my God. I do not. I do not. But. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, but thank you so much for that review, you guys. And keep it coming. I really appreciate that. And thank you for listening. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, awesome. Continue to listen, you guys. Continue to keep coming. But now uh, for the main thing I wanted to announce, and this is the most important thing I wanted to announce before we start the show. Okay. So so today, both of, so my daughter is going into 10th grade and Buddha's son is actually starting 9th grade. So this is the whoop, first whoop. year. Yeah, this is the first year they're actually going to be in school together, right? And he looks like a bouncer. Yeah. From a club, my son. This man is a massive ass man right here. Yeah. Like six foot tall at 13. And I already saying. told my daughter, since he's new to the school, make sure that, you know, she invites him into her friend group and they eat lunch together and stuff like that really did you say that to her i did i told her she's that. not gonna do that she's too cool <laughs> to hang out with my son <laughs> i want to make sure but... she's gonna tell you yes but it's not gonna happen and it's okay it is but... okay she's way too cool for my son well, I'm really excited, but do you know what he said? So, um, so we went to orientation today, mm-hmm. me and Buddha's wife with our kids. And do you know what he said to us today? What did he say? So when he got his schedule, he was like, you know what? He said, I wonder, could they, could I take some law classes here? And, you know, your wife was saying, you know, this is just for general ed, but we started talking about college and stuff. And he said, he really is thinking about being a lawyer now. And he said, he wants to do criminal law. And we was like, what? Because your wife was like, he's always been a computer. So mm-hmm. she thought he was going to do like computer science. And he said, I'm still interested in that, but I want to do criminal law. And he said, and I said, what made you change it? He said, because of the podcast. He said, because I heard some of your episodes and he was like, I really want to do law now. Are you? At- I'm so serious. Wow. And like, I-, I did not even know my son cared about this show yeah. like that. I didn't even know he was listening all honestly. Yeah. You got to ask my daughter. I screamed. I was like, are you serious? Because of our podcast, you want to be a lawyer now? That's- oh my God. Girl. And I, I told him. To- like walk out the room and you almost make me get up right now yeah. to go find out. I didn't even know he listened to our show, to that, be honest. Right. I did not because I was like, you know, like your dad your dad's kind of dorky talking on here. You know, whatever. I didn't know he even listen and support it. So they almost that brings a tear to that, my eye. And I knew excited. you would. That's why I wanted to announce it here because I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, oh snap. We're man. changing lives. Oh snap. <laughs> I didn't know it was that close to home. Oh, that made me cry almost. He wants to be a lawyer. Girl, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to afford all that. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you better start saving up now. Man, 
Like, well, you better get a part-time job and help me out now. <laughs> I said, pay for law school. But I told, I, I told him I paid to make sure their education is done and solid. So whatever he wants to go and whatever he wants to do, just make sure you take care of daddy when I get old. Right. That's important. I'm not going to old folks home. I'm going to your home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. I got three kids. I'm going to rotate throughout the year. Yeah. Like, I'm staying with y'all. This is where it is now. I'm retired. It was over. Oh, my kids blackmail me if I do something they don't like. They're like, you you know that you might go to an old folks home if you keep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> girl, uh-uh. I'd be like, girl, you better, better get your stuff together. You know you can go to a place today. Let's not worry about the future. Let's worry about now or where you could end up going. <laughs> you know you can go in the dog kennel. That's still legal. I can put you, if it's big enough with you to roam around, I ain't got to give you the spot that you got no PlayStation. You could be in there watching me play your PlayStation. And I'm spiteful like that. I'll be in there enjoying the hell out of Hogwarts. Like, woo-hoo! Yeah, some trolls over here. Are you still in the kennel? You know, mm. I just found out that technically you could feed your kids beans and rice every day, and that's legal. That is legal. fucking that legal. You gave them the minimum what they needed. Oh. You give them beans, rice, and water. Damn. And they are, they are getting everything they needed from you. So you better remember that. I'll be like, hey, you better remember that. <laughs> you don't have to eat what I eat for dinner. Y'all give you this, some sprinkled toast with cinnamon on it. <laughs> <laughs> and a big cup of water. And you have been fed. <laughs> I literally, for some reason, didn't even think about it like that. Like, that's not child abuse. That's not. They can take you to court and be like, I gave her toast. <laughs> so, the, so the fact that we feed them Three chicken, times a day. Right. So the fact that we feed them chicken and steak, they should feel lucky. Right? I'm, girl, I'm telling you, because there's a lot of people in a lot of part of the world that, they, that man, they eat meat on rare on holidays. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they, they eating and surviving on a lot less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you can't take her to court for not taking you to McDonald's. Yeah. Think about it. Damn. Shout out to us for so being. So we give you boiled white rice. And yeah. We could just do that. Damn. Well, shout out to all the parents out there because we are all doing the damn thing. No matter if you're eat your kids eating rice or no matter if they're eating flamion. Right. No. It, no. Parents we are, are awesome. Doing the, parents yeah. are awesome. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a crazy parent. You threaten me. I'm threatening you too. I'm Hell gonna let yeah. You know, like, hey. I'm gonna remember I that power. next time because it's really mainly my daughter that threatens me. <laughs> Girl, you're going you to let, folks you gotta let her know. I'll be like, girl, I let her know, like, girl, I veto everybody. I tell my children, I veto everybody. The president gotta ask me if he wanna take you somewhere. Think about it. So you don't nobody come in here and tell me what I'm about to do with you. <laughs> they gonna ask me, are you doing good? And I'm gonna tell them what you are or not. And you gonna tell them I'm feeding you and doing this and try and call it abuse. Okay. Right. Well, well they don't call it abuse, but call it Call it, uh, they said they live Neglect in Neglect or something like that? Well, no, my kids just be like, this is hard, Daddy. Life is hard. <laughs> life like, is life hard. Life is hard. What? Right? With your PlayStation 4s and your Xbox and the, and the, and the, got the goggles things. The next, what's that thing? No, called? the Oculus. The, the Oculus yeah, 2.0, yeah. whatever the fuck. They got all that. And be sitting there talking about, I'm, when they come in there, they know not to say that to Daddy. Because I, I, I fill out chores out my butt. Be like, oh. Daddy, I'm bored. Be like, oh, you're bored? You're bored. There it is. You can wash these walls. You can mop that floor. I got a whole lot of stuff that you can do that's entertaining for me. <laughs> Shoot. You can start dusting this house. Wash the dog. Shampoo the dog. Like, Shampoo, I just yeah. come up with everything. But I just come out. I'd be like, we watched them two weeks. We watched them two days ago. Be like, well, it's two days later. Yeah. He walked around, she might have walked around and got into something. Get in there. 
Yeah. Cut some nails, cut the dog nails. You, there's, uh, with adult life, there's always something that you got to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you just choosing true. to be a little more lax. Mm-hmm. So if you bored, child, that means that you need to find a way to entertain your mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do you know what today? I have a good case for us. And I want to oh, give a right. shout out to Steven. Steven is our listener. He's awesome. He um he's the one that suggested this case and told me about it. So thank you so much, Steven. Does Steven have like a online name or is it just Steven? It's like you know, Steven Catch just nine nine two. I just say Steven. I usually I don't use government names because here on Hot Garbage, I don't know people's situations. What if somebody has a warrant? No, you know I was just mean? saying it wasn't. It was actual Steven. So you walked up and met this Steven, and they told you about oh. this article. <laughs> no, no, actually, we connected on Instagram. Okay. And he actually was. Uh, he remember Streetcar Entertainment? Mm-hmm. What I told you about, I did some work on. He's actually you know a producer on Streetcar Entertainment. Okay. And he was the one. We we always we had a long conversation about true crime and different cases. And he told me about this one, and I was like, I've never actually you know heard of this case, and I'm surprised because this lady right here is a badass. Oh. She's a freaking badass. Now the only thing that kind of you know, demons her for me is she killed some kids. And I was like, you know, I don't fool with children, killing children. Mm -hmm. But this lady was the original, they called her the cocaine godmother. So, Are you talking about the movie that uh, Scarface was based off of? The uh, Latino lady? Rizelda Blanco? Yeah, they had like three different husbands and stuff like that. Yeah, I looked her up. Oh my gosh, she's actually Scarface was actually based off of her. Yeah. Like Al Capone was based off of Scarface, based off of her. Like, Mm -hmm. the... The, the, so if you think about Tony Montana and doing all the crazy dope stuff that he was doing and, yeah. and you know, like shaking somebody after, well, the bathroom scene was a different scene, but shaking yeah. somebody and yelling out, you know, Bill Vesa! Yeah. Well, like, that was a female doing all that. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, it is. And this is great. So it's like she walks so everybody else can run. So everybody needs to have so much respect for her. Like she was the Rosa Park of women murderers. Yeah. Like she paved the way for you guys to do some real high level killings and yeah. be respected by men and the gangster world. Absolutely. And she didn't get her respect, honestly, at all. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. but and it was because she was a woman. Because yes. let me just start off the show by saying fuck Pablo Escobar. Oh. I'm just going to say that. I hope none of his like you know like what do you call it? descendants is listening because i don't want to get shanked but fuck him okay. that's what i'm gonna fucking say and is that some, because of this article you'll see okay. fucking why because fuck him because what oh no i don't know if i'm gonna join you on that one but yeah i'm, I'm listening to what you're saying okay about so, pablo and we'll see yeah. what pablo does to you fuck pablo mr. mr honorable pablo and his family yeah fuck mm. pablo escobar okay is what i'm gonna say because this just pissed me off all right so, we're talking about Griselda Blanco, and Griselda, Griselda Blanco was born in Colombia, February 15, 1943. Her mom's name was Anna Lucia Restrepo, and her dad was Fernando Blanco. Now, she did have three younger siblings, but there's not much known about them at all. Mm. And Griselda um, grew up in a very, very poor part of Colombia. Most of her neighborhoods was mostly migrant workers and brothels. When Griselda was five years old, that's when that civil war that happened in Colombia happened. So most of her childhood was, you know, in in this civil war. It Mm. took place. So, you know, because of this, things was really hard for her and her family. And so she actually ended up doing crime starting at 11 years old. She started pickpocketing people. And she formed this little pickpocket game where she was the leader of it. And they would just all go around pickpocketing people and stealing from people. Okay. 
when a, when Griselda was 11 years old, her and her gang kidnapped a 10 year old boy from a wealthier area because there was like the, the in Colombia there was the really poor area and then all the way up there was like this really like wealthy area and so she kidnapped you know him and asked like for ransom yeah <clears throat> yeah it was like you were either super poor or super rich there there was no like in between so what happened was she asked for ransom from the families the parents refused to pay it because they were like this is a group of little kids like they didn't take it seriously at all they was like these kids are just playing but they didn't pay it and so what happened was she ended up shooting the little boy so she committed her first murder at 11 years old whoa yeah Mm -hmm. beast Griselda also started doing sex work earlier on in her life and through this sex work this is how she met her first husband named Carlos Trujillo and she met him when she was 13 years old he was a forger and what he would do is he would forge a husband at Uh 13 yeah well they didn't get married right away but she met him at 13 this would become her husband eventually well she's sex working Mm -hmm. yeah she had to do everything to support her family yeah. yeah he's a great guy right now his job he would forge immigration documents and he would smother immigrants across the Colombian border and so when Griselda was 14 years old she actually ended up leaving home because she was undergoing sexual abuse from one of her mother's boyfriends and this is when she officially moved in with Carlos that means he was getting it without paying yeah well i guess if you want to look at it that way yeah, <laughs> i like, mean it's not like she's not active already well yeah but her mother's boyfriend that's you know i mean if he was paying and he met her in the streets i don't think she'd care if it was her boyfriend well, at that I, point. you know i don't know because like you know a lot of people think okay well if they're a sex worker they'll just do it with anybody i don't think that what i'm saying is uh-huh. i'm like is there a boundary that you say as a sex worker? Let's oh. say we was a sex worker right uh-huh. now, right. and you go to a church and you see not the the yo yo the uh, deacon uh-huh. and the deaconess, or you have a ministress, and you oh, go yeah. to, you go to Sunday service, and there's a lady that teaches the women's service right. or something like that, and you find out her husband coming out to have sex with you, but if he tra- he's paying top dollar. Oh, yeah. Do you but not sex her husband? But how close am I to her, though? Is you close enough to want to go to heaven with her. But I'm saying, do I just see her at church now and then, or do we have a relationship? Like, are we friends? You know what I mean? Because that's different. I mean, how close is, is her she... and her mom? I don't know. I don't know. Like, you might, you know her, definitely. Yeah. You see her all the time. Yeah. You, uh, you don't, you look her in the face, and you talk about going to heaven and, uh, and spending eternity with her all oh, the time. Oh, see. So that's yeah. why I'm like, so uh, do you not get that dollar? Oh, gosh. Why are you putting me on the spot right now? Because you would get that dollar. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So she moves in with Carlos officially, and they have three sons together, Dixon, Uber, and Oswaldo. And Griselda actually started helping him with his forgery and his smuggling, you know, business as well. So they got married and later he died from hepatitis. But after everything came out, there was rumors that Griselda actually had him murdered. So it depends on, you know, what you believe with that one. I mean, how do you confuse hepatitis with murder? Right. Well, and that, you know, I never, in the research, I never figured out, do they think that she poisoned him? You know, but this was back then. There wasn't really like autopsies and stuff like that, but that was just rumors that was going around. He could have really died from hepatitis, but who Uh knows, you know? 
So after he dies, you know, from hepatitis and everything like that, she meets Alberto Bravo and his brother, Carlos, who was drug traffickers. And what Alberto would do, he would turn old factories into cocaine processing labs. So the interesting Simple thing, process. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, super big. And this, this is where I did some really interesting research about cocaine because cocaine is actually part of a coca leaf and it actually used to be legal. People used to actually, and especially indigenous people, they used to actually chew these leaves and these these chew, these leaves used to be like an anesthetic and also like a stimulant to Girl, help relax. The prime ingredient in Coca-Cola until it became illegal. Yeah, like it was, it was huh? They need to that's bring, why they called it Coca-Cola. That, that's why it's called Coca-Cola. So, so it had cocaine yeah and until they found out oh this is too addictive yeah and, so, and it caused issues they had to they legally had to take it out yeah because it was it was yeah but i know you one of the people that are trying to vote for it to come back <laughs> like, get that cocaine back in there oh my god i want to stay up fuck an energy drink <laughs> everybody just drink coca-cola you see everybody right. in america but I feel, red bottles in their hands. I feel like Red Bull would be really out of business, though. So oh, I don't think they would want. They business. would just go out of business. They go like, out of business because they said it didn't even change the taste. You just yeah. you know, got a little hint of cocaine yeah. and got an energy kick, and he was like, "Oh shit, I feel good." Yeah. Oh my god, and that's crazy because I'm not a brown soda drinker. Like I'm not really a soda drinker like that, but I don't drink brown soda at all. But I mean, if it was giving you energy like that, that would make me start drinking Coca Cola. I'm telling you, the only reason why they began the campaign is because they began the whole thing of taking it out because they was campaigning towards children. Yeah, they, their see, biggest sellers was the children. But they yeah, children and that, but that's what I don't. So then, when it was like that, I didn't look this up. Did you have to be 21 to purchase Coca Cola? Then no, you anybody could just no, purchase. No, that's co- what I'm saying. You can get it for like 10 cents a nickel. That doesn't make you get a sense. can of Coca Cola, and your kid is out there going that's strong. Like, see, then that doesn't make sense because. You, I mean, they put age restrictions on everything, like tobacco, but you can get It wasn't looked at as a drug like that at the time. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Now, that part I didn't... as an energy boost. So, well, I guess that's why... Like caffeine. Well, so that brings me to my next point. So, 1906 banned... It, it was like the Pure Food and Drug Act. It did ban the use of cocaine and, like, everything. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably when they stopped using it in Coca-Cola, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was called the Pure Food and Drug Act. So I guess all food has to be like pure. You know, you can't just put stuff in it. Well, they can, but you have to word it right. (laughs) (laughs) So Alberto, he was making a lot of money by supplying buyers, you know, in the U.S., and in 1970, Griselda and one of her friends flew out to Bolivia with $500. And what they did was they bought some unrefined cocaine and they smuggled it back to Alberto at one of his factories. And they ended up, you know, making thousands off of it at that time. So then she started taking these trips alone for him. And that's what she would do is she would go out there with X amount of money. She would go to this country. She would smuggle it back for him. So eventually her and Alberto developed this partnership, you know, and he started leading like the cartel. He was like the leading man in the cartel. And under them, yeah, so Alberto and Cartels formed fast back in those days. Oh, yeah. Especially because- you just bring in a kilo of cocaine two times, they're like, cartel. Yeah. We all work for you now, man. Yeah. So him and and Griselda was partners and they, they ended up having 600 people working for them. Alberto and Griselda ended up getting married in 1971. So now they were How business partners. How could they afford partners. to pay 600 people? 
Well, because of the cocaine. Like, they was they was smuggling it. What they would do is they would smuggle it. They would bring it back in. They was making a lot of good money. Because remember, he had the factories and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, right. this was like a whole business for them. Like right. A they need ass... to definitely, like, give the blueprint out on how you turn a factory into a cocaine house. Right. I just kind of want to know. I wanted to know that, how too. How process because, works. Right. Because they really made this into, like, a business. They have their own, like, gap store. Okay. Right. Like, you make cabbage pastels and you make cocaine. Yeah. You know, like, you got to have a certain number to meet the quota. Mm-hmm. Now, so Griselda felt really financially secure with him because remember, she was poor like her whole life until, you know, all this happened and she started working with him. And, you know, so basically they started expanding their businesses into the U.S., you know, and what they started doing was they started getting drug mules. And so for those of you who that don't know what a drug mule is, is basically people that would get on the flights with cocaine smuggled. You know, they would have them in their underwear. They would have them in their bra because they would mostly use women because they felt like women could fly under the radar and they wouldn't get caught. Well, that and people are le- are more hesitant to search women's mm-hmm. body. Yeah. It becomes this awkward yeah. Am I doing this to try and get my feels on? Right. Yeah, so they started having these drug mules, and they would get on the plane, and they would, you know, smuggle the cocaine into the U.S. Especially in other countries. Mm-hmm. Like, America is one of the open ones in France, but a lot of cultures are very, like, think about Middle East, and you, like, wearing one of them long-ass oh, robes, yeah. and you got some cocaine under you. What man is going to fill you up? Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, so you just walk on past. That's yeah. why, you know, like, bombings and stuff, go, you can, you know, they be looking like they have big old puff jackets. Mm-hmm. Like, you can tell that that's a bomb, but nobody's going to rub right. the body up. Yeah, because you're not only messing with their body, but you're also messing with possibly their religion. So nobody wants to mess with that. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually ingenious if you think about it. Yeah. Cause that's what she was doing. And so these drug mules, they would, you know, they would constantly, you know, push cocaine for her. And, you know, they was taking a big risk, but what happened was people would get on the plane, they would have the drugs, they would sell it in the U S and then they would bring the money back to them in Colombia. And she really, like, paid them really, really good, too. And everybody that knew her said that they loved working for her. She was literally their godmother. They na- they nicknamed her La Madrina, and they said that she was their cocaine godmother. Like, she took I feel like them. I was born in the wrong time and wrong culture. Like, I f- wish I was Latino right now. Yeah. Because it sounded like she was paying people out. Yeah, she was paying people the fuck out. Man, you lived a good life when yeah. you worked La Madrina. That's what I'm, right. And she was, like, really loyal to them, and she loved them, like, so much. You know, she took them in as a family too. Girl, I will put some marijuana up my butt for you, girl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, and take care of my family, right? So her three sons also, because remember she had three sons, they actually started working for her too. They were drug mules as well because, again, kids is another people that wouldn't get caught up. So she mm-hmm. would have them smuggling cocaine in little suitcases. Wow. Isn't that cute, the little boys? No, I definitely take that's that's suspicious as hell. A child with a suitcase, <laughs> right there. That's like some men in black stuff. Like, what the heck? You reading too big of a book? Remember, <laughs> he did that scene and he shot that little oh, girl yeah. in the head. And he was like, she reading some high level science books. A child with a suitcase, nope. <laughs> take him in. Something's happening. Oh hell no. <laughs> That still ain't a style. I don't remember any period of time in history where children with suitcases was the style in school. Uh, Think about that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because they were so cute. Like, nobody really stopped them. They were just little boys. If you was a boy with a suitcase, I'd know. You'd stand out. You're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you are three foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> And you do not look like this is the Lord of the Rings. So I'd know. Mm-mm. Oh, so you would search his suitcase? I'd know immediately something's up. Yeah. Like, what is this little boy who's wearing 
a Ninja Turtles t-shirt that looks like it's 27 years old and not washed. And also, you know, uh, some shorts and some sandals or even flip-flops. They're wearing those $3, you know, remember them dollar oh, store yeah. flip-flops you can get? They, oh, they would fall apart so with, fast. With, the made of styrofoam. Yeah. yeah. And it, it I hated those things. Oh, my God. And he's God. rocking those things. Yeah. But you got a clean-ass leather suitcase. That, I'd be like, okay. That would look. <laughs> mm, drug deal. Her and Alberto around this time also opened up their own undergarment factory where they sold high-end lingerie. So what they did was they set up, you know, their their business in Queens, New York as a clothing importer. And so what happened was the tailors that worked for them would make undergarments and they would make devices that they could hide the cocaine in as well. Nice. So they had like wigs, girdles, bras, shoes, like everything had a secret compartment for the cocaine to be hidden in. And Griselda, like I said, her mules were very, very, very loyal to her. Like, for example, one of her mules was actually caught. And this person had $115,000 worth of cocaine in her underwear at the airport. And she would not say anything, you know, about Griselda. She wouldn't tell them anything. So she went, she ended up going to prison and Griselda made sure her family was paid out and that her kids was Oh, girl, care. man, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Griselda, this lady was badass. Minus right? the, yeah. Minus I the killing of the kids. nothing. Be like, buff y'all, man. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Y'all planted it there. Places. Yeah. That's yeah. Not, I didn't have said anything yeah. else. <laughs> I would have too. Because, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Because, you know, most of the time, like, drug dealers, they don't take care of your family. You just go to jail and that's it. Man, they don't, they don't visit. They don't say nothing. Yeah. And then say, snitches get stitches. And then just disappear. Right. So, so in 1972... There was, you know, Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. She was classy. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, that is an organization. Yeah. Like, that is something you do go work for. Yeah, right? this was her actual business. Yeah, that was classy right there. So, in 1972, the Manhattan, Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, that was their main drop-off point. So, they mostly did all of their business from Columbia to New York, Brooklyn. Okay. And they, what they did was they started getting so much money, Colonel Alberto, that they were actually able to pay off associates who worked within offices of like the Columbia consulate. They also laundered money in the banks that was in Columbia as well. And they had a full-time forger. So they started really expanding to get this done. Mm. She ended up paying off everybody at the Madrid Colombian airport so that the mules could just go ahead and get on the plane. So they didn't really have problems no more. They was just <laughs> they, they, at that point they would just know that they was getting on the plane, right? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So it was like at this point, at passenger fifty seven. Yeah. So it was like you at this point. Yeah, so it was like at this point, it was like every almost everybody in Colombia was on her payroll. So she was like the biggest smuggler, and nobody could compete with her as well. So she had like the biggest organization. So Griselda ended up buying a, a house for herself and her sons in the wealthy neighborhood. And you know what neighborhood it was in? It was Miami. You no, know, it was the same neighborhood where that little boy that she had killed came from. So oh. she ended up actually being able to live in that neighborhood because remember he was from a wealthy neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So her and her husband, Alberto, by then had started having a little bit of problems. So they didn't live together. Their marriage had now more like become a business. So she had a house, he had a house and they would move about $1 million worth of cocaine every six months. So this is how much money they were bringing in. Mm. And on top of that, keep in mind, this is the 70s and this was in Colombia. So that was way more than $1 oh, million. Man, girl, that was, they you was said that Colombia's 70s. That was a bajillion dollars. Yeah, they was like you might as well have been Donald Trump. Yeah, they was balling out of control. 
So things started going bad, though, because in 1973, the U.S. formed the DEA Drug Enforcement Agency. And at this point, you know, they, uh, Griselda and Alberto, had they started just fall- formed the DEA mm-hmm. Isn't that in 1973. And it was because Griselda and Alberto, they started kind of falling under their radar. So they for they formed a case against them and they called it Operation Banshee, where they really, really wanted to catch them really bad. She's probably one of the reasons why they formed the DEA. Yeah, she they were she was. Mm. Because this because this is how big it started getting. So at this point, they were so big that they didn't use mules anymore. They didn't use individual mules. What they did was they actually hired female pilots and the female pilots was just flying the kilos of cocaine into the country. I mean, might as well. Yeah, so they didn't have Cut to Cut out the middleman. Right. Like, don't worry about your passengers. <laughs> the whole plane is the transport. Yeah, they start hiring their own plane. They also got so big that they would use a boat. They started having, you know, boatloads of cocaine come into the country. And what they did was they hired what was called frogmen. So these men, they would they would bring the boat close to the U.S. border. When they were close enough, they would put the cocaine in waterproof cases and they would jump off the boat and they would swim it into the U.S. Nice. Yeah. So the this coldest is, part of the, of the tactics are still similarly used, but now it's all scuba gear and submarines. Mm. Actually, I had found an article about that not too long ago where the uh, FBI and probably the DEA found a shipment of a submarine where guys had all died in it. They actually ran out of oxygen oh. and had a malfunction on there. Oh, and was it the Titanic ones that we were just talking no, about? No, it was it a was cocaine deal. Oh. Was, they were found like like $1.5 million oh, of cocaine on a submarine. Shit. That was just floating in the ocean. That's wild. But these guys had died. Like one of the, one of the, uh, the, the uh, what you call the patrols? Mm-hmm. What do you do? The border patrols? Yeah, or? not yeah. border, but the water oh. ones that be in the water. Rescue mm-hmm. patrol, water patrol, whatever the fuck they call it. Mm-hmm. But they found one. They had oh. spotted something in the water that seemed odd and found that it was a drug deal submarine. See, but Griselda's the one that made this possible. Yeah, it started that whole idea. That is so, you see? They do, sub, they do exactly the same, but they do yeah. submarines now. See? And We're, then they call these guys come out on scuba suits. Wow, well, see, that's what I said. Little, you know those little. Have you seen them when you go on a, on a on a family trip? Oh yeah. Where they have those like it seems like little mini motors. Yeah, that little, you go underwater with. Yeah, and you travel underwater. They use those things. Oh, that's Dragon dope. cocaine underwater. That is dope. You know what? Griselda walks so everybody else can run. Girl, I'm t- I, that's what I'm like. It's like when I found out she's she's pretty intense. Like she. Yeah, like it's Babe Ruth, she not even for plan. girls, yeah. for boys, like for the cocaine industry. Yeah, she wasn't playing at their all. Babe Ruth. So by now, though, federal agents had actually put out arrest warrants for Griselda and Alberto. A hundred and fifty people connected with their cartel got arrested. Griselda and Alberto, they got indicted in New York. So what they had to do was they had to just stay in Colombia and they just couldn't come back. So they had to continue to run the operation from afar because they couldn't get them from out of Colombia because they had warrants in the United States. So they couldn't come back. So, oh, this part makes me so mad. Okay, so in 1975, Uh Griselda met Pablo Escobar. Now, when she met Pablo Escobar, he Who was... Who is famous. Yeah, fuck Pablo, Pablo Escobar. You keep saying that, girl. Fuck I him. keep not saying it with you. What? Well, watch. The watch if you're still going to like him. Mm, whether so, I like him or not, it's not going to be weird to say that <laughs> phrase together. <laughs> <laughs> so she meets Pablo Escobar, right? And he's so at this time, he's, a, he's really young and he's a carjacker. And he had grown up in Madrid, you know, and he actually had 
he had experience with kidnap, with ransom, with being a bodyguard, you know, st stealing cars, stolen gravestones. So he really wanted to work for her. That was the thing because he had heard she was like her operation was the biggest and he wanted to get into drug dealing. So he was like, I've done everything else. I want to drug deal now. So what she did was she set up a meeting with him through one of her smuggler friends and they met, you know, at a cocktail bar and, you know, they liked each other and she hired him and, you know, she took him under her wing and, you know, she really like took are him. you alluding and getting to the fact that pablo escobar's entire empire was started because of him apprenticing underneath her? yes right. this is gonna piss me the fuck off because fuck him because what okay so basically so what happened was you know he so what he would do so she gave him some cash to buy you know his first round of cocaine you know his first purchase of cocaine and he ended up you know doing a lot he sold the cocaine and he started he actually hired his brother roberto as well and so together they started their own cartel within her cartel and eventually he started growing resentment for her because he was like why am i working for a woman which you knew she was a woman when you worked for her but whatever that's beside the point mm. and so he was like you know eventually he was like i'm gonna start doing my own thing so he started you know trying to cut her out and then he started you know wanting to do his own thing so he started growing his own business now she started looking at him and she started seeing that he was actually going to grow bigger than her because you know whatever was going on like he was growing really big so she was like oh he's gotta go you know what i mean so what she did was she start. she had a meeting with him right and when he came to the meeting there was some cars there and all the license plates was gone so first of all like when li the license place is gone that's all bad you know what i mean is it yeah i've been to a few meetings if you like go, that. yeah if you go to a few meetings and the license place has gone off the car you better run because it's, it's a setup so what happened was okay she, yeah she had tried to have him murdered because he was trying to take over her empire but he did end up getting a way with just a few bullet holes and this started a whole war between them so he so for the rest of their lives with just a few bullet holes yeah but he lived though but this is how it went so how many bullet holes do you think it takes to make him put a man down i don't know it's because it, it just said he got he did get injured in it but it wasn't like you know he was still standing and he was able to escape this mm -hmm. so for the rest of their lives though this started a war so it went like she would try to kill him he would try to kill her this went back and forth until basically the end of time this was a well, whole war time is still existing in the both are dead well yeah so you know what i mean till the end of their time okay so so basically what happened was she actually and this is this is the baddest part about this this is so great you know she was the creator of drive-by shootings <laughs> what yeah, so bloods crips. go ahead yeah so bloods crips all you guys when you guys are shooting <laughs> all people, rappers yeah, all rappers you guys need to pay homage to Grizzly chopper he likes to walk them down walk them down this is a song. He has a song called Walk Em Down. So, uh, uh, un un unlike every other rapper, they will drive by, but NLE Chopper will walk you down. He gets out the car oh. and walks up and shoots you. Damn. Walk you down. Well, shit. That's, wow. Now, so basically, this is how, so what happened was Griselda and Pablo Escobar, they couldn't get each other, but they would get the people that worked for each other. You know, they would be looking for each other. So what she did was she figured out a new kind of hit. What she would do is she would have a hit man pull up, you know, to the traffic shop, to the target. And when the driver, the, the, um, he would shoot the driver and then, of course, pull off.
but she figured out this was not effective because a couple of her men got caught because they got stuck in a traffic jam trying to get mm. away from the shooting so what she did was she created motorcycle hits so she would have dudes on motorcycles so they could swerve in mm. and out of traffic nice yeah and so they killed so many of the rivals they was never able to kill Pablo just like Pablo was never able to kill her like he was good at escaping she was good at escaping you know and so but what Pablo Asia event Asia actually accepted that technology too to this day they do motorcycle killers oh really yeah I've seen it on movies oh well that's awesome but this is all because of Griselda Blanco yeah Griselda's bad interesting I saw it on Kill Bill. No, no, it wasn't. Was but it, it was Kill- a, no, yeah. no, it wasn't. It was on some. I watch a lot of Asian movies, so I just got confused. But they do motorcycle hits. Oh, so this is why another reason why I said fuck Pablo, Pablo Escobar because eventually it got so bad though that her and her husband did have to run out of Madrid. They, they like Pablo Escobar completely ran them out. And they ended up having to go to the capital of Colombia. So mm. Pablo Escobar basically took over her whole shit. And mm. and it was so dangerous that she had to move her family out. And she became she started becoming very paranoid. And she started, you know, thinking that everybody was out to get her and everybody close to her might be conspiring with Pablo Escobar. So it got to the point to where she was losing her mind and she felt like she couldn't trust anybody. For her to have lost her empire for where she was strong, uh, mm-hmm. her original safe hold, mm-hmm. someone would have had to defect it yeah. in order for her to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they're not telling the details of it. Yeah. I don't know what it is either, but mm-hmm. it sounds like yeah. that's what happened to her to make her paranoid. Because she was even paranoid against her husband's brother because she had her husband's brother ki- uh, killed as well. Damn. Now, during this time, Alberto started doing her dirty to her husband because he started skimming money from the business and he started saving money for his own self, too, for his own purposes. So it came out that he actually was skimming millions off the top from her. As I mean, how much did you need? <laughs> like once once I got to two, three million, it's time I can go. Yeah. I got enough saved. <laughs> like, when you say millions, now yeah. you're greedy. Because he, yeah. Like, once I get, like, two, three minutes, I'm going to start a fight for no reason. Be like, you don't never wash the dishes. <laughs> I'm not going to let it be consoled. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. We're going to break up tonight. Yeah. Because, yeah. man, well, Alberto got what was coming to him because she actually killed him outside of a nightclub. So what happened was, you know, and and so she actually killed him and she was never arrested because she said that, of course, Pablo Escobar's men did it, but it was her that did it. Mm. And she, so basically what happened was Griselda and Alberto, they met in a parking lot to discuss business, you know, and she started throwing accusations at him because she was like, I know that you've been stealing my money and he denied it. So what happened was he said that she started taking her business of being the cocaine godmother way too seriously and everybody, so he had brought his men, she brought her men and everybody just had a major shootout. So they all took their guns out and started shooting and Alberto and his bodyguards was left dead on the pavement. So her side won that one and so Griselda did get shot but she just had she had a small gunshot wound from it and of course you know Alberta was fine found dead but nobody thought that she did it she just said that of course what do you mean by small gunshot wound what do you get what do you word it like this we're using nine millimeters or 22s and she just happened to get hit by the 22 well I didn't see what kind of it doesn't sound like it yeah it's not like they was using the regular nine millimeters 40 cals and stuff like that so you get shot you get shot (laughs) I don't know about big and small. Have you ever been shot? Have you been 
shot? Yes, by BB guns. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> when that stuff st- hits your body, you don't uh-huh. talk about big and small. That's a bullet wound. Uh-huh. Is what I'm saying. Stop with these little wounds. You well, watch too many movies. Well, she had a little, like, scar. She got shot. Either <laughs> she got shot or wounded. There's a well, difference. Or, well, or scar. Well, There's... when she died later, she doesn't die from this, but when she dies later, they did find a little scar from that. Because at first she was trying to say that she never got hit at all, but it did come out that she did get wounded in this, uh-huh. but she's just, he's the one that died, you know? And so that was the crazy part about it, but everybody thought that Pablo Escobar did it. Mm. So that was actually ingenious, right? Like, just say he did it. <laughs> I mean, that's that's, that's shit... basically simple, right? He like, was my, out to get their ass. Died, and I didn't do it, like, right? Who ain't gonna say that? So after Alberto died, she was actually nicknamed the Black Widow because this was the second husband she had that died, you know? Mm -hmm. And now that he was dead, the entire cocaine business was hers, you know? So she did what she wanted to do. And then in 1976, she got remarried to a man named Dario Sepulveda, who was a very powerful bank robber. So she wanted to be under his protection because he was very powerful. And again, she was still running from Pablo Escobar. So I'm a powerful bank robber. Does he work with the people from an Italian job? <laughs> Does he know Matt Damon? <laughs> I don't know. He had friends in high places. So he was able to get away with bank robbery. But I know that he had a lot of protection because she felt like she, he would be able to protect her from Pablo. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why she married, you know, him. Now, after they got married, they had a son together the son's name, they named him Michael, Michael Corleone Sepulveda. And actually, I think there was, because her favorite movie was The Godfather, so her son's name is after a character in that movie. Mm. Have you ever seen The Godfather? Yes, you haven't? I, I It's been so long ago, I don't remember the character's Girl. name. You, okay. So do you remember it's Michael Ameri- Sepulveda? It's an American classic. Yeah, it's, classic. it's been so long, I don't remember, but do you remember that character? Yes. Okay, yeah, so she named her baby after that. And in 1978, shortly after his birth, she had her for she had her doctor forge some paperwork to give her a new name and a new nationality so she could sneak back in the U.S. Because remember that she was still wanted in the U.S. So that's why. But she wanted to take her and her baby to the U.S. because she wanted to still expand her business. Oh, because of the DEA. Yeah, the DEA mm-hmm. was yeah. So she had to stay in Colombia. But after this, she was able to come back to the U.S. because of the forger. So. So basically, they came in with passports and they settled on Miami, Florida, because she already had really a deep, you know, connection for her drug business and she wanted it to continue in Miami. So her and Michael ended up moving to Miami together. It's called Miami at this point when you're talking about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because huh? mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that was their whole like empire. That was there. So, yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So Pablo Escobar and his cartel now controls most of the distribution in the U.S. And so this was really bad for Griselda, you know, because, you know, they had their own private airstrip. They had a fleet of planes. They had they was doing the same thing Griselda did, but theirs was actually even bigger. So Griselda was trying to figure out how is she going to, you know, you know, get her drug business back because it was like he controlled everything. So, you know how she was like the main smuggler. Now he was the biggest smuggler. She was trying to figure out how to get in. So Griselda became super, super unhappy and she became not the top dog, but she was just a local drug dealer at she that took point. What she, he took what she did to the next level. Yeah, that's exactly what, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So she started getting so desperate and on July 11th, 1979, 
she actually arranged a hit on a drug lord named Jimenez and his bodyguard, Juan Carlos. The reason that she did this, you know, was because, you know, they supposedly she owed them money. This is the story that was told from the book because there is a book on this and I'll put the link in the show notes. But supposedly like she owed them money because she was trying to build her empire back up. And so she actually get, ended up getting in business with Jimenez, but she couldn't like pay some of the debts off because she didn't have what she had before. And so, and also one of her hitmen, I guess he has started cheating with one of her hitman's wife. That was another thing too. So she arranged a hit on him. So, and this was, this was like the biggest hit that ever happened because before, if you had a hit on you, they would come up to your car and shoot you, but it was just you. That was, you know, the target. This time, if the hit was at the mall, so they was literally raining bullets out and innocent people was getting killed. That's what Whoa. made them. Yeah. So this is what happened. Why was they so sloppy about that? Yeah. So, well, this is what happened. This was like the ma- this was like the major thing that Griselda is known for. So what happened was this happens at the Dayland Mall, right? So Griselda had a white van and the white van said, happy time, complete party supply written on the side, right? And so when Jimenez and one of his guards started going into the stores, you know, shopping and stuff like that, two men and one of them was her son jumped out of this van and just started shooting, just started blasting in that store. So the guard and Jimenez was dead. The store clerk that was in the store was injured. Nobody else died, but a lot of people was injured in this. Mm. And, you know, this was the first time an execution had been so public and it was very, very reckless of what she did. So I would say that was like the stupidest part of the crime. Yeah. So, you know, this became a very dangerous thing because she set the president to where people started just executing people like this publicly. So everybody just started thinking, okay, this was okay to do this. So more and more executions started happening like this where it didn't matter. People would just walk up with machine guns and just start shooting. And during this time, Miami actually became... So this is technically before the 1950s, wasn't it? Before this was... No, this was in 1979. This okay, took place okay. in 19... Uh-huh. But during this time, Miami was actually a very dangerous place to be at because the cartel had pretty much taken it over and they would have these drug wars and Griselda started this whole domino effect of public executions. So they was like, Miami was not the place to be in the 70s and 80s because of this. Wow. So... Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And I'm getting shot. So when we watch it on Scarface, and you think, "Oh man, they just getting shot in the street." That's not real. Mm. That was really happening. Yeah, because of Griselda Blanco. So mm. she actually she set the president for a public execution. Mm. And so it was even worse because during this time, Cuban refugees started coming to Miami, and they started looking for work too. And some of these refugees were very violent criminals that had been in prison. So they started joining forces with Griselda. Like Griselda started putting them under her wing as well. So she started using them to enforce on people who like owed her money or said that she owed them money or any kind of family issues at all. Like if anybody messed with her sons, she would have them executed, period, you know? Okay. Um, you know, and one of her oldest sons was uh, one of the main motorcycle executioners. And so he would do that. And also there was um, talks that if let's say a guy didn't let one of her sons date their daughter, they could get executed for that as well. Wow. Yeah. She wasn't playing around. <laughs> Man, promote date rape, date rape much. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so some of these hits that when Griselda would have people hit, she would even have these hits carried out in front of her youngest son, Michael, who was three years old at this time. 
Now, this got so bad that her enemies got so bad that Michael actually ended up getting kidnapped by this man named Oscar Prechahita. I hope I'm not butchering his name, but Oscar Prechita. And so what it was is he was a former distributor and I guess the relationship went bad and soured. So what he did was he kidnapped Michael for a $5 million ransom. And she was so distraught that she went ahead and paid the ransom. He brought the baby back. But of course, she couldn't let people see that, you know, he got away with that. So she actually arranged to have a hit as well on him. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she saw in the newspaper section that he had just lost a family member. And so she sent Hitman to the funeral and they just went ahead and just killed him right there at the funeral in front of the casket. So they're at one mm-hmm. funeral and now there's mm-hmm. another one. So, and she also would have people's houses bombed as well. And yeah, houses she, bombed, not she, the cars. No, she would have houses bombed. She had, you know, some people's houses bombed. Like she would have all different kinds of ways of killing people. Mm. So you didn't cross her. You know what I mean? Also, um, Jesus Castro, which is one of her son Oswaldo's old friends, I guess her son and him got into an argument and she actually arranged to have him killed as well. Well, also from what I'm hearing, and would put her a lot on the radar. And even me, mm-hmm. as a person, where I'd be like, dang, I'm voting for you to be on the radar, is, when well, you talk about a houses bomb. Yeah. You got neighbors. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you, you're, you're, uh, you don't mind hurting the innocent. Right. You know, people probably would have let it slide, but like, oh, that's mobsters killing mobsters. That's one of the reason why the mafia got so big and doing the stuff that they did is they got smart enough to know, don't kill anybody next to them. Right. If you shoot them in a restaurant, yeah. just shoot that guy. Just shoot that guy. Because at the end of the day, when they do the investigation, be like, he was some mob scumbag anyway. Everybody yeah. be like, oh, he kind of deserved it. Yeah. Nobody else in the restaurant got hurt? All right. Yeah. You know, it's like, we kind of we just calm that down. But when you start inflicting on everybody else, right. that's when it's just like, okay, no, now you got the mass of the majority of everyone saying, you need to go down, bro. Yeah. You need to stop this. Right. Now you're hurting us. Mm-hmm. We don't even know what's going on. Yeah. We thought he was the ice cream man. Right. And this is where we'll see, because this part is really sad. So the guy, Jesus Castro, which was one of the, the guy who just said that got into an argument with her son, Osvaldo, she decides to arrange a hit, you know, and she sent a motorcyclist to kill him. Well, they follow him to kill him, but they accidentally hit his two-year-old son that was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. His two-year-old son, Johnny. So Griselda, at first, she was hella mad that they missed him, but then she was like, when she found out that his son got killed, she was like, oh, well, I guess we're even because he was arguing with my son. That was her attitude about it. Mm. And so, Jesus was wanted by the police, so he couldn't go to the police about it. But what he did was he anonymously dropped his son's body at the police station to see if there was any evidence and to see if there's anything that could be done, you know? Mm-hmm. So in 1983, Griselda caught her husband, Dario Sepulveda, cheating on her with a topless dancer. And they ended up getting into a fight over custody of now five-year-old Michael. Their son is five years old at the time. So Dario actually stole their little boy and flew back to Columbia. So she couldn't see her son no more. You know, let me, let me like, let me emphasize, like, mm-hmm. the cheating happened because she does look like mm-hmm. the mom from Bad Boys too. Remember they, like, oh. walked the road, like, I know what you're doing, mijo. Yeah. Like, she does look like that. Yeah. So, like, imagine you married to that, even though she got a heck of money. Yeah. But, I mean, like. She did definitely have, like, a, yeah. You know I mean, oh. like, a stripper, oh. de- definitely, she wasn't looking like Cardi B in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, the funny real thing is, is majority 
of real life gangsters and real life drug dealers do not look like Lil Rain and rappers and all mm-hmm. that you see on TV that depict them. Yeah. You know, like they really some average looking pot belly, even male and female. Yeah. Just regular looking unibrow having people. Like, yeah. like that's a woman with a mustache. Like, don't say nothing about her. She's yeah. a millionaire don't say killer. Nothing. Right. You know, like, you I'm know like, you're so beautiful. Like, right? you know what what I mean? like, you're just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. Right. So, but that, so <laughs> they depicted in Hollywood that they like a lot of gangsters of the past are hella sexy, but they were not. <laughs> Al Capone was not this handsome debonair ass and shaped dude. Like, he was an overweight Italian dude that was kind of short and looked hella mean. Mm. Kind of looked like D- Danny DeVito. And, oh yeah, in uh, <laughs> <laughs> Batman. Like, oh, you know I what I'm saying? Like he kind of looked like that, but I mean he had money. Yeah. Now, this was the fucked up part. So, so Dario leaves, takes her son back to Columbia. Guess what he does when he goes back to Columbia, though? Starts dealing drugs? No, he starts because Well, he was already doing that. But he starts becoming friends with Pablo fucking Escobar. Just oh, defense her off. Oh, wow. I was, I was like, I for protection, too. And, yeah, I was just going to say, and got under his protection, too. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was like, okay. So, Grisel, Griselda, Griselda actually hired some assassins. And Dario and Michael. So these are bigger level than hitmen. Mm-hmm. You said hitmen this whole time before. Now yeah. they're assassins. Yeah. These are top notch. Yeah, they are. So, so basically, Griselda hired them, you know, and they found them while they was driving through, you know, the streets with Dario and, you know, and Michael was in the back seat. And they opened fire. So what they did was they killed Dario and then they took Michael and they took him back to their, his mother. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So she had her ex-husband killed. That was the third husband that died. So she had him killed. And then they took the baby and gave them back to her. Because, you know, she just wasn't playing around like that. Mm-hmm. So one of Grisalda's sisters in Colombia got murdered to avenge Dario's death. So you see, it was just a bunch of back and forth murders at this point. Mm-hmm. And in 1983, the DEA launched Operation Los Niños, where they planned to go after Griselda's sons and hope that, you know, they could catch her. So that's what they did. You know, they started really surveying her sons and they put them under close surveillance. So what Griselda did was she set up safe houses and she left her sons in charge of running all the businesses because they didn't know that they was being watched. And so Dixon was in San Francisco. Uber was in Miami and Osvaldo was in Los Angeles. His name was Uber? His name's Uber. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He got some money coming his way. Yeah. Tell me about it. So at first the DEA couldn't find So they was like, we're going to be worldwide like Uber. Yeah, <laughs> you guys I, I, believe in I, drug deals? You know, I wonder is Uber was Uber named after Uber? Now that got me wondering. Well, that would be crazy. Either huh? that, I think it may be based out of another country because I think like um, I think it's Ukraine and Russia where you call somebody a Uberman or Uber oh, child. It means super. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so Uber is not named after Uber. That'd be pretty yeah, dope if it was though. That would be dope though if it was. Right. <laughs> So the DEA still couldn't find them. They're looking everywhere. And in 1984, the DEA started working with Jerry Gomez, who had actually been Griselda's friend, and he wanted to make a deal. So at this point, he becomes an informant. Mm. So Jerry ends up meeting with Dixon in San Francisco, and you know he starts offering to launder some money while he's wired. 
And so Dixon said that Griselda had retired because Griselda had retired and she left the business to them. And he was like, you know, we're running the business now and everything like that. So they arranged to have a meeting spot in Los Angeles where they could exchange the money. However, it turned out to be Griselda. Griselda disguised herself and she went to go get the money herself. And the DEA watched her, but they didn't arrest her because they wanted to get more evidence because she started feeling like something wasn't right. So she went in place of her sons, even though she's kind of retired now. Mm. So after this meeting, though, she disappeared and she just got really paranoid because she really sensed that something Rightfully was going so, on. Though, right. Apparently. Yeah. Because he's an informant now. And she would talk to her son. She would call people, but she would, you know, she would use pay phones all the time. She refused to meet anybody in, part, uh, in person. During this time, she started snorting cocaine and using her own product, too, because she started being paranoid. Because at this point, everybody's out to get her. The DEA, Pablo Escobar is still out there. You know, it was really rough, you know? I mean, at that point, is the money worth it? Oh, my God. Yeah, because she had to really live under the radar, you know? And then on top of that, she also had people that wanted to avenge Dario's death as well. Because remember, she had killed her husband. He had family. You know, so it's just everybody was out. So she ends up going to Irving, California, and she went deep into hiding. So that what the DEA did, they started tracking the pay phones that she was using, and they started putting her even more under surveillance. And when they found her exact location, they finally busted in on her, and she was in bed reading the Bible with her pistol on her nightstand, and they finally arrested her. So what they did was they then, after they arrested her, they were able to find her three sons and they arrested them as well. So they flew her back to New York because she had to face those charges out in New York because that was the original charge. Remember when she was indicted? Mm -hmm. So she was actually sentenced to 20 years in prison and each one of her sons was sentenced to 12 years in prison. Wow, for millions of dollars of cocaine? Yeah. Let me tell you, all the sentences that I heard these brown people been getting, especially in the, in the southern states, for dealing just marijuana, uh, they all should switch over to Colombian cocaine. Right. Because it seems like you get a lot less time uh, and a lot more money. Yeah. Right? Now, and on top of that, so her three sons, actually their sentences got reduced to 10 years because they did really good in prison. Mm-hmm. So while Griselda was serving her time in prison, she but was known to been killing and having all these people killed and doing, doing millions of dollars of cocaine. You only get ten years. Huh? Well, she got twenty years, and well, that's going to come up. So at this time, she's not charged with the murder. She's only charged with the drugs. They don't know anything really about the murders. They can't really trace the murders back to her because there's no evidence. But it's about to come back on her. Okay. So during the time that she served her time in prison, this is when she starts becoming really famous. I mean, news reporters, everybody wants to know more about her because this is the cocaine godmother. And again, she's a woman doing all this. So everybody becomes mesmerized by her, you know. So Michael, the you know, her youngest son ends up having to stay with Griselda's first mother-in-law. And what she did was while she was in prison, she still stayed in control of the cocaine empire. And she just operated the business while she was in prison. So while she was doing all this, she met this man named Charles Cosby, and he was a drug dealer from Oakland. Is that Bill Cosby's nephew? <laughs> the one that went out of the family and started fucking up? I don't know. I didn't know about that one. We all got that bad one. And yeah, bad. it probably is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. That man did not care about Jello pudding, but he so cared about them dollars. Right. That would be me, though. I don't give a fuck about Jello. Right. He used to wear them cheesy shirts, but he was cheesy sweaters, but he would shoot your ass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
So what happened was him and him and Griselda ends up falling in love, you know, and he was 20 years younger than Is her. this a black guy from Oakland? Yeah, it was a black guy. Yeah. I am loving how this turned. Yeah. <laughs> and he was 20 years younger than her. So Get it, girl. Yeah. So according to him, because he gets interviewed later too, that she ended up sending him enough cocaine and it made him a millionaire. Because remember, he was just a small time drug dealer. I mean, in one shipment. Yeah. She sent him a cocaine. She sent him a million dollars of cocaine. Yeah. That was a small shipment. <laughs> yeah. So like he was a small time drug, drug dealer. Now he's a millionaire because of her. Mm. You know, he would visit her in prison and they were able to have sex by bribing the guards to just look the other way. So now but listen still, but don't look. Yeah. Now at one point though, cause she's in prison and he's not, he did end up cheating on her. So she had her men shoot up his car as a warning not to do that again. Now, her, I mean, there's a black guy from Oakland. <laughs> like what was you expecting girl? <laughs> a black drug dealer from Oakland. He's cheating on me. <laughs> But you can't cheat on Griselda Blanca. You like, can't, that is the bruh, wrong. Yeah, thing. I mean, don't fuck. He him. obviously didn't read her resume because right. he's lucky that he wasn't in the car when the car got shot. No, that was a warning. That that was was a, she didn't know if he was in the car. Uh, that was a warning yeah. to let him know that this could happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, bruh. Um, he, needed, he needed one side. The car got shut up. If I was him, I'd be like, I need to go check her resume. Like, what other job does she have? Because this was not a target job. This was not like, right. Bruh, this is not somebody that worked at Walmart. I need to find out what she is into. Yeah. And then could. find out, be like, well, I'm going to be faithful to that older lady. Because, man, whatever. Uh-uh. And what more do you need, right? I mean, she's an older lady giving you some, giving you millions of dollars of coke. Like, <laughs> right? I mean, like, that's happy. like being with Oprah. Like, right. you know that you've done made it too far. Yeah. To where if you mess up, something's gonna happen. Like I don't care. Stedman's favorite of her for a reason. Yeah. I, like Oprah don't speak it, and she don't need to. When right. you got money that deep, yeah. Stedman do something stupid. We just gonna find out you had a stroke. <laughs> like out, out of nowhere. Like oh, Stedman had a stroke. Like I, I thought he was. I, I thought he was healthy as shit. Yeah. Like bruh, she got the money to insert some shit into your yeah. ass. Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh my gosh, those there's just some people you don't piss off. Right. Like, there's some people like bruh, you with her now. You with her now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So her three sons actually ended up getting released from um, prison. And, you know, he they got released on time served. So in the early, this was in the early 90s that they all three got released. So she's still in there. They're free. Dixon was able to stay in the Bay Area because he had actually gotten American citizenship. However, Oswaldo and Uber, they got deported back to Columbia. So for those of you guys that don't know, like if you commit any crimes in the USA, like, you know what I mean? Like if you're a non-citizen, you'll do your time in prison, but they're going to also deport you back. So you're not going to be free. So this is what happened. In so make case. sure you get married before you get out. So you're going to have to. They should have did that, right? Which is the only one of the silly rules of America that I do not believe in. Mm-hmm. Marrying somebody and now you're a citizen? No. <laughs> Being born here now you're a citizen? No. We're the only country that does that. Mm. You don't get born in China, now you're Chinese. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I don't they, know much about nope, any of that. Yeah. Nope. That's not how it works. That's but not don't you have rolls. to be married a certain amount of years before you're... Because I don't think... You can't just get married like today and tomorrow you're a citizen, right? Is that I mean, technically, like, yes. You uh, just have to prove that you're actually really in love. Uh, if okay. they have any doubt that you're not... You know, you're trying to marry them yeah. for some reason, that's when it becomes like, a, I think, a six-month probation. Oh. But... Oh, no, wow. like you say I do and they can't prove you're not in love. You're American now. Oh, wow. Right. And that's I'm like, right. that's yeah. just so you put the, 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 
the the monarchy the, the the no not the monarchy but the setting up of the system of understanding somebody who is really truly trying to be loyal to a country yeah. over the passion of someone's lust oh yeah like if you're an overweight guy and this cute ass Ukrainian girl is trying to hit on you you are gonna now sacrifice the state of America that could be a whole ass government spy Stop, who's trying to shit. train in and come in and blow up a 9-11 building yeah. you forget we, we taught those people for 9-11 how to fly planes mm. they came over here and because they didn't have that education over there, we taught them how to do exactly what they did. Oh. So that's what I'm saying is we're building these systems of people that have no loyalty to us. Yeah. On these very thin lines of saying you you are part of us, but they have no, they have no thing, they have doing nothing that they ever had in their mind to become American citizen or do anything for America. Mm. That's why you see a lot of people getting jobs and I'm, I'm still against that. That's why I sound like I'm almost a Trump supporter, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of am, but kind of not because I'm just, I'm for, I'm America supporter is what I am first. Mm-hmm. Is, you come over here to America, and they don't allow us to do that. That's one of the things I'm against it too. But they don't allow you come over here in America. And how many how many people that you know from different countries get jobs and send all that money back to another country, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and don't give nothing back to America? You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't allow you to do that. Tesla tried to open a country. Tesla is is number one in China. Yeah. They sell the most cars in China. I think it's triple what they sell in America. Mm-hmm. But he said he's going to build a factory over there, and they said you have to give up fifty percent of all money you give back to China. Before you can get, take that back to home. Mm-hmm. Swear talk. That, that was the contract. Yeah. You can't even build the building over here mm-hmm. unless you give us money for this country. You ain't going to just send it home, punk. Yeah. That's what, yeah. And we the only fools that's letting people get wealthy as hell and send it. That's why the other countries are richer now. Mm-hmm. Dubai is becoming the wealthiest place in the world and off of America money. We keep giving y'all the stuff and y'all keep sending it over there and constructing stuff and we keep giving it to you and y'all y'all going to beat us out from our own dollar. That's wild. Meanwhile, the cost of living out here is high as fucking Americans can't really right? live, but that's a whole nother conversation. And now you can live and you, you can live in another place. You can live on an island made by man, built by American dollars in Dubai for cheaper than living in America. That's wild. Oh, that makes me so. With mad. a tennis court on the with a tennis court on the on the on the roof. Have you seen that building? It's amazing. Mm, I don't think so. It's a beautiful structure that I was sitting there talking about. I was gonna buy one of those condos while it was still cheap. Like oh. it's a structure over there, boy, that they built on this man-made island. That's amazing. It's like a what? multi-billion-dollar structure that people are living in and don't even be over there. That's wild. Well, you can put, you can bring your cars into the thing. They said it's like a car elevator. Oh, I, I seen, seen that it. a car elevator. I seen that. That's shit, all too. over in the Middle East. That's so, in the Middle East. What I'm yeah, talking about. I, I had wanted to do that shit. I was like, what? Right. <laughs> see what I'm saying? That we yeah. making y'all from y'all being the Taliban and well, y'all yeah. being the people that used to be people, you know, going around and being smelly and being in the sand. I'm not calling them smelly. I think they're beautiful people. But being in that, being like what we thought what we used to call that in the '80s, like a third world country. We yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Now they richer than us. Mm. So after so after Oswaldo and Uber got deported, unfortunately in 1992, Oswaldo was shot outside of a nightclub in Colombia, and this was by one of Pablo Escobar's men. And so what happened was Oswaldo tried to get away, and he ended up jumping to his death because he got shot, and then he tried to get away, but he jumped off a balcony and jumped to his death. That sounds like that rapper we was talking about before who was cheating on his girl. Oh, yeah. and then jumped, and jumped out of a window yeah. trying to jump into a pool. Oh, that was so sad. Watching too many uh, movies. 
That's so sad. I don't know if that was sad, but <laughs> it was sad that he tried to jump into a pool from a multi-story building window. Right. Like, that part was sad. Like, you guys watching too many movies, man. Yeah. So now when Oswaldo died, you know, Griselda's still in prison and she just started breaking down. Dix and his brother started using cocaine because he just couldn't take it, you know. And during this time, though, Pablo Escobar himself was actually killed in a shootout with police in 1993. And in 1994, she got some really bad luck because she was actually indicted for the murder of Johnny Castro. Remember that little two-year-old boy Mm -hmm. when the dad dropped him off at the police station? Well, one of her hitmen, George Ayala, was going to testify against her. You know, so he was a witness because I guess he had got caught in another crime. And so he said he'll testify about that little boy's killing. So now she was transferred to a Florida jail because she had to stand trial for that murder of that little boy. So Griselda got so scared of her upcoming murder trial that she actually made a plan to kidnap John F. Kennedy Jr. in order to leverage her freedom for his. So this was the president. The president, yeah, she was going to kidnap his son to in order to leverage her freedom because she got scared that she was about to go on trial for murder. Yeah, this ain't Columbia girl. This Uh, is different. Don't, don't do those tactics here now. Talk <laughs> about public enemy number one type of stuff. So Ooh, that's that's not how you handle it over here. So this is the crazy part. So she told her boyfriend Charles Cosby, and this caused him to break up with her because he was like, at this point, she's just doing too much and she's getting too dangerous. So he got scared. And he broke up with her. I would have too. Like you trying to do what with who? Because he's over here. He's yeah, in so, America. Like yeah. are you talking about the president? Like I'm out, I'm out. Like no, I'm you part of this. Uh, damn, she wasn't planned though. She was tripping. Like playing my butt. You was tripping. You're not. You're in the wrong country. We don't threaten presidents over here. <laughs> That's what you took your said. There, there's the major leagues, and then there's the the end. <laughs> That's the, the end leagues. I'd have never heard anybody. Yeah. Get off on, on trying to do something to a president. And was like, I'm going to leverage his son's freedom for her. Right. Like, you become what? famously captured. Like, yeah. everybody that's done something to the president is famously taken. Yeah. Like, you're getting got. Yeah. Don't do it. Like, yeah. no. And he was out. He was like, fuck that. I'd have tapped out. I'd be like, and I'm about to tap out. <laughs> like, right there. Know <laughs> 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 when you'll know the limitations, man. Know your limitations. Yeah. Well, this was a really serious case because the prosecution was actually seeking the death penalty against Griselda for the death of Johnny Castro. But this yeah, this case actually fell apart against her. And this is what happened. This is wild how it fell apart. So the star witness, which is Jorge Ayala, which was one of her hitmen, actually engaged in phone sex with some of the secretaries from the Miami State Attorney's Office. And then Charles Cosby, her her ex-boyfriend now, also claimed that he had a relationship with the secretary from the state attorney's office. So this oh. compromised the credibility of the witnesses because they was trying to get her ex her boyfriend uh, to testify against her as well. Mm-hmm. So she was only sentenced to 20 years because of these errors. They had to take the death penalty off. They had to not charge her with murder, which actually this all turned out to be a scheme that she cooked up with Jorge Ayala because he was her hitman. He agreed to testify against her, but what he really did was he started having an affair with the secretary to compromise the case so they would have to drop the charges. Genius. <laughs> Genius. I was like, yeah. She's good. And yeah. he had to be turning on the super tone. Yeah. 
Genius. Yeah, so you they all got out of that shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's the woman. Like, that, she is. Wow. Yeah. I have to tip my hat yeah. to that. To, uh, threatening president, no. no. You, yeah. You, you was doing too much. You was, uh, you, you tripping all out. Yeah. You all out tripping. Yeah. But that, that mm-hmm. right there... That was wild. Like anticipating you getting caught up and somebody wanting to put stuff into you yeah, later and uh-huh. then putting the man in that situation. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. That's a movie right there. Yeah, they had already that planned to do is, that uh, shit. Yeah, that right yeah. there is a movie. It was. What, what was that movie? Was The uh-huh. dude came out being crazy, was acting like he was crazy, but he wasn't crazy, but he oh. like jumped over the podium and tried to strangle a chick yeah, out. Yeah, I forgot who that was. Oh, and then at the gosh. end of the movie, once the lawyer found, got him off the hook, he, he admitted that he wasn't actually crazy. Oh, gosh, what movie? was that yeah that's like yeah. that's that type of yeah, stuff that's, that's that. that type of stuff I don't yeah. know, it's not a time to kill uh-huh. but it's something like that it's not yeah. it's not, it's not it's, uh, you always i want to say philadelphia but it's not that, no, either. It wasn't that either yeah it's yeah, something it's something on that line though yeah that's what that is mm-hmm. it, it was amazing because she already like she always had her ducks in row so if, like, in case i get caught for this we're gonna do this like i love it girl no she anticipated yeah she anticipated yeah they hadn't even brought it up yet yeah. she turned him in yeah yeah that's dope oh god man would you want to have a woman like this i saw how she looked Okay, uh, uh, I'm shallow. Okay, I'm shallow. <laughs> she's shallow with the stuff. She's shallow. Oh, like, okay, oh, I no. know my flaws. Oh. Okay, I know my flaws. But but what if she's a good woman though? I, I need something to wake up to. I'm not gonna. Uh, lie. You, she ain't gotta be like on some banging, keep the the makeup on. Let me not put it like that, like type of thing. But I must find you attractive. Like there must be. Something about you. I, I like women that are voluptuous. Like you must have something big she was chest. Big, honestly, I think she I, 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 I'm small waist. You know, what <laughs> I mean? and yeah. then like, yeah. and then like, and I, I, I'm not. Here's the thing that I will say, and I said this in truth. I don't mind a woman who's is, is plus size. Mm. I really don't. If I find you pretty in the face, yeah, because. You can lose weight or you can gain weight to get a good body. Yeah. You can even get plastic surgery and get some parts, parts popping off. Yeah. But look at Michael Jackson. You can't buy a face. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? If I can't look in your face and like what I'm seeing, Mm-mm. ain't shit we can do about that. You can't You can't get no no matter surgery going to change that up. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's what I'm saying. So in that sense, uh, if I can't look over at you and be happy to what I see and we just and it's not gonna work we friends uh, well, we, and it's okay so you would've been her best friend though oh I'd've been her I mean, I'd've been her number one henchman what you mean I'd've popped everybody in the head <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I'd've damn near uh, been that guy that turned myself in claiming I killed the child uh, like, well like uh, I'd've been loyal yeah she wouldn't have been able to shake me I'm trying to told you yeah I'd have been on her like warm grandma socks on a winter day. You heard the fuck I'm talking about with mm. the wool ones. Yeah. Like I'd have been on. Yeah, right. Covering you. I got you covered, girl. Yeah. But being with her, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, so basically, so they went ahead and they just sentenced her to 20 years for the murder too. But they let the time that she was already serving count. So she was just serving them both together. And so, you know, in 2000, her son Uber was murdered outside the gym, outside of a gym. And I think this was by Pablo Escobar's people as well. Mm. And she was released from prison in 2004 after serving all her time. But she was also deported back to Colombia. And by that time, Griselda's son Dixon was in rehab. So she reunited with her son Michael as well. And she moved in with one of her siblings to get back on her feet because her whole fortune had either been spent or frozen by this time 
And so what she would do is she would rent out properties that she owned. So that's how she made most of her money. And she also, she eventually, you know, lived in the home that she had purchased for herself in the wealthier part of Columbia. So she, you know, she got out of the drug game. She lived a really quiet life after prison. But on September 3rd, 2012, Griselda had gone out and bought some meat from a local butcher. And she was leaving when she was executed by an assassin on a motorcycle. Mm, mm, Yeah. mm. So to this day, the murderer never got caught. But the crazy thing is she was buried in the same cemetery as Pablo Escobar. And they think that one of the violent drug lords, you know, probably murdered her, someone that was new and up and coming and they wanted to like prove themselves. So they think it was somebody like that because by then, you know, Pablo Escobar was dead. So they think, but they never caught who did it. Well, well, that and because she didn't seem to take this, I was going to say that actually was her second chance of getting free mm-hmm. before she should have kind of took the hint when Pablo kind of took it over and ran you out and all that. You should just retired in, in full Miami. Oh, and, instead of and coming just, back. Yeah, huh? and just instead of trying to do it so much and come back. So when it when you think about it, if you come back and you're back in Colombia and the rules are way different and you're a person that's threatened the president of America and all did all type of extreme stuff, the person that may be there doesn't know if you're just trying to lay low and do some stuff underneath oh, the surface. You know, like yeah. some stuff that he just ain't got contact to yet. Yeah. You know, so and it and there's a mafia rule. It's better to be safe than sorry. They'd rather just, you know, make a mistake and just pop your butt and be like, oh, she wasn't actually doing nothing. Oh. And be like, oh, well, you know, she wasn't doing nothing. Then be sorry to find out that you was doing a whole lot of shit underneath the surface. That makes sense. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. You're too much of a threat at that point oh. because of who you have been and, and have done. If you was going to retire and get out of the game, you needed to get the hell out of the place that you started. Yeah. You should never come back there. Mm-hmm. Well, damn. Well, that was a wild story, and I definitely believe in girl power now. I mean, I have respect for Griselda. Minus the killing of the kids. But other than that, I do have respect for her. I was like, dude, like, she literally walked so fucking Pablo Escobar could run. So, and everybody that does these little drive-by shootings, they need to pay homage to her. Am I right? Right. Well, that, and I'm (laughs) I'm on the hype of, you know, I think that somebody should kind of, like, give this woman more shine. Yeah. You know, about, and not have a sexy one either. Don't don't have Angelina Jolie playing her. Yeah. You know, like, have this ordinary looking person. Yeah. Doing this extraordinary type stuff. And Mm -hmm. I know that, like, maybe it's not ready for Hollywood because I just feel like, that like I told you when I met my first, when I, I think I told you I met an FBI agent one time, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Bro, you look like it. like it, oh, he, yeah, he literally like looked like, yeah. like how he looked yeah. was like he was pushing a stroller, and then somebody told him to come to my house. Yeah, that's how he looked when yeah. he walked up and like ring the door, doo doo. And I was like, "What the." Like, I was like, who are you, sir? What the fuck you want? Like, right. it was weird. Like, yeah. you look like a real-ass, average-ass guy. Like, you look like you work at Target. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you claim you, and I like, you gotta show me something. Who the hell are you? Right. Because, right, it, because it's so average. It's yeah. so normal type of look. And with her, she's one of those people that I feel like maybe because she was so unextraordinary yeah. with how she operated. Yeah. Almost on some mafia style because that's how they used to operate. Yeah. That is bland when it comes to cinema. Yeah. But the story is so extraordinary that it I think is. they should sit here and invest at least into that, that one case. Yeah, because everybody knows about Pablo Escobar, but like a lot of people don't know about her, and he actually came up from her. <laughs> so, right. That's, yeah. what, that's what you taught me this time. You yeah. taught me that Pablo yeah. came up, but his was glorious. Even his ending, you know, like was 
you know, big and glorious and flamboyant. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, the name even is sexy. Pablo yeah. Escobar. And she don't get her roses at all. She does not. Like, you know, very that, few people know that. Very few people know that he came from her. Yeah, I didn't find out until, like, like I said, I recently watching the documentary, and I was like, what? Yeah. Like, blew my mind. Blew my mind that this average-looking Latino lady was doing all this stuff. Yeah, and I also think it was because she was a woman, too. Like, that's Oh, why definitely. I, it was definitely because she definitely. was a woman. And the time period. Yeah. Nobody it, wanted to say they worked for a woman in the 70s. Right. Because if that was now, like, she would be all over the place. Everybody would know about her. Right. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, no, there's no. If you think about the top ten criminals of the world, well, of America, uh, you know, Public Enemy. I don't know them, but the ones that I used to know, like when you think, when I'm, you know, Saddam Hussein and oh, yeah. Castro, yeah, and I think Escobar was on that list. Oh yeah, you know, like you never saw female. Mm-mm. No, that makes me mad. Girl power, give us right. Our so roses. I mean, like that's some high level, yeah. extreme society stuff. Yeah, where you'd be like, "Whoa, a woman was doing this type of stuff in a man-powered world." Yeah, that's it. She was she was the Babe Ruth. Like, yeah, she was real stuff. Yeah, shout out to Griselda Blanco and whoever her descendants are that's out there. You know, I'm not sure if her her sons ever had kids, so I don't know if there's because I didn't say if they had kids or anything, so I don't know if her line is still. I mean, they, they, you know, they probably would do it. I mean, if she wasn't allowing people not to date her, yeah, she was unwillingly having their kids, yeah, right. <laughs> they have kids. They're yeah. not by their own choice, right? By- <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Well, but I, I do, I will say the determination and the genius of that woman and the fact that she didn't get her shine, uh-huh. you know, I will give the shout out. I am not in any way condoning the, the drugs and the murder of other people. Yeah. Are we saying fuck Pablo Escobar now? You are still saying So it. you're not saying I, I I told you, even at the end of this story, it will not be the thing that sways me to start getting wild with talking about killing, saying F drug cartel members. <laughs> I'm not going to say here on a, a national show posted out to the world saying F cartel members. I'm not going to start doing that. So that's a path that we both are choosing to walk down. Oh. If you happen to get struck by cancer and fall on bullets while going down an <laughs> elevator shaft, I would not be surprised. Like, yeah, I would have, you know what? I would be like, and I, what was plausible deniability? I know nothing of what happened. I, maybe she did fall on top of those forty-five caliber bullets, and oh, they just whatever. went off in her chest. Hey! And who's gonna do this research for this show? Are you just gonna be on here by yourself? I mean, because girl, I was about I, some drug cartels. What's gonna happen is Escobar gonna send me one of his people. We are gonna have somebody else doing research. <laughs> Thoroughly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God. He gonna make sure it's taken care of, and I'll be like, Mister Escobar, sir, your child or whatever descendant. I'm not about to sit here. Mm-mm. I know my rank and level. I'm not even gonna talk about Sir LeBron. Who knows what hit man he may even have? <laughs> he looked good on the outside, but LeBron gotten too much money oh. to start talking some crap. Hell no. If you can you can build a school and then put computers in it, you can show have my butt taken out. Right. Tell me about it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Well, I don't know what we have next week to tell you the truth. I, it might be a guest or it might be a case. I'm not sure what we have for us next week. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know yet because I'm working on a possible guest. But if not, we and have And then a case. we have the, all the stuff with the people sitting here request. Yeah. We're going to respect the people's requests, Nisa. I have a whole schedule. Like I said, it might be a guest or it might be a case. It guest. doesn't sound like you have a schedule if you don't know. <laughs> 
Because it's up to the guests. I just told you. Oh, fine. Yeah, so we don't know. You'll know before everybody else. But we might have a guest or we might have a case. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I'll find out sometime this week. Yeah. But in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram, Hot Garbage Show. Follow our Facebook, Hot Garbage, True Crime Edition. Follow my TikTok, Author Nisha, because I'm an author as well. What else do we have, Buddha? Do you remember everything else we have? Girl, you're going to have to start giving me a script. Oh, we have an email. A lot yeah, we, we have do. An email, yes. Yeah, hotgarbagenews at gmail.com. And, you know, um, I said TikTok already. Right? No, you said Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook. Okay. So I think that's everything until we start our Patreon. Our Patreon is going to be coming up soon. <coughs> yep, oh in December. Gosh. Yeah, we got four more months and there'll be Patreon time. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Watch your back out there.